Too often, your beliefs might be scaring people away because either one, they're not true, or two, you haven't thought them through. Hey friends, this is Gabe Kolstad with Westside Community Church. I'm here with the midweek motivation episode of our Westside podcast, and I want to talk to you about why maybe people are avoiding you, or maybe you're just not comfortable with what you believe and why you believe it. You know, your beliefs, no matter where you're at on your faith journey, they make a big difference. And we're going to talk today about how you know what you believe and why you believe what you believe. Uh, You know, this last weekend, our church was talking a little bit about uh, the idea of having room for everyone, removing barriers for people, because everybody wants to have a connection with their creator in some way. And, you know, sometimes people are out there inadvertently maybe putting barriers in the way. And we're going to learn a little bit about what to do if that's happening and uh, how to how to address it. But uh, I want to encourage you that we're not going to say you got to give up on what's sacred, <laughs> because sometimes that's a concern. You might look at beliefs or the idea of faith and go, well, like there's some really sacred pieces there. And it's good that we take it seriously, but sometimes we're not sure how seriously we should take certain things and how to balance it all. This A uh, couple of weeks ago, I was out on a little expedition, a hiking expedition with a bunch of guys in the Northwest wilderness. And uh, we started a conversation. I asked our guide, I said, hey, isn't there a difference between how you're supposed to respond if a cougar approaches you in the wilderness or if a bear approaches you in the wilderness? I said, I I think I know what to do, but I'm not really sure. And uh, we had this conversation. I realized I was 100% wrong on which, which way to re- approach which one. You know, a cougar comes up to you, you do one certain thing. A bear comes up to you, you do a totally different thing. And I learned this. I learned that if a cougar comes up to you, you should act bigger than the cougar. You know, you should intimidate the cougar. You should make sure that you're not running away because the worst thing you do with a cougar is run away. Now it's a game of chase. <laughs> and I think the cougar might win. But when it comes to a bear... The worst thing you can do is try to intimidate a bear. This thing's way bigger than me and uh, will just take me out if it thinks I'm trying to intimidate it. And so, you know, what you believe in those moments does have a real life implication, just like all of our beliefs have real life implications. And sometimes we downplay how important it is, but if you believe something that's not true, it negatively impacts you and it negatively impacts those that you're impacting, people that you love people that you might be influencing, people that might look up to you or just might be connected to you. And so there's problems that if you believe what's not true, there's problems if you try to convince people of things that don't actually end up being true or maybe they're not essential. There's problems if you put something out in the way of someone who might be trying to find a relationship with their creator and you've put a stumbling block in the way. But the problem is like, how do you know what to believe, what to hold tightly to, what to hold loosely? These are questions that we all have. And I want to help you to solve that problem today with three ideas, with really three words that I think can be a framework for you and me as we think through our beliefs or our faith and how we codify it, what's important, what's essential. So here's the first word that I want you to think about is there's there's this thing called convictions. You know, you have convictions in your life. And secondly, you have standards. And thirdly, you have preferences. And those are all three very different things. Let's talk about the difference between them and then what we should do with each one of those. So convictions, standards, and preferences. First of all, convictions. These are things that are principles and they're true for all people at all times. Let me give you an example. I happen to be a follower of Jesus and I believe 
that the Bible is God's word. And I, I realized just by saying that, I might be saying something that you go like, what, really? Um, but let, just stick with me for a second. I believe that God spoke to us through something called the Bible. It's his love letter to humankind. And I believe one of the things that that word or that letter tells us is that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he came in the flesh and that he represents God's love for all of us. You know, 2,000 years ago, he came, he showed up, he lived, he died, he was buried, he rose again. This is essentially the message of Christianity. And so I would put that for me in the category of convictions, things that are true for all people at all times. It's a core belief in that sense. And, you know, and that's one of those things that I personally be willing to die for. You know, if somebody came up and challenged me on that one, I would have to say, yeah, I believe that even if it costs me my life, because that's a core conviction to me. That's something that uh, I can't really argue with, you know? I believe it is true, and it is true. Um, you know, and so that might be uh, akin to the word essentialism. Maybe some of you have read that book, Essentialism, and the idea would be, can you pair things back to where it's like the, the, the most essential things? You know, sometimes we even think in terms of minimum effective dose, like what's the minimum thing that you could or should grasp onto as a truth? And that would be your convictions. Sometimes we treat everything as a conviction, and that's what gets us in trouble. You know, if you've got people that are kind of like holding you at arm's length, it might be because everything in your world feels like it's top priority, or everything is required in order to be in good graces with you. You might have somebody in your life you feel like that about, like, gosh, if I don't agree with them about everything, oh my gosh, I'm just like the most evil person. And so I think the issue is really knowing how you categorize the things that you hold in your life that are important. The first one is convictions. The second one is standards. Okay, here's the di- here's the difference. Standards are things that you've determined are essential for yourself, but they're not essential for everyone. Things that are important for yourself, but they're not essential for everyone. Here's one for me and my wife, and we actually set this way back when we got married. Uh, we said we're not going to have alcohol in our home. Okay, that was something we said, this is a, a, a standard for us. Why was that? Well, that came out of some family history, you know, of our grandparents who had abused alcohol. We thought, well, maybe, you know, it might be healthier just in light of all of that. If we just, that's something that we just don't have in our home. So we set that as a standard. We don't feel like somebody who disagrees with us or does anything different is suddenly evil. It's just, that's something we have set as a standard in our home. Now we've been considered weird for that, right? Like that's a standard that not everybody shares and that's okay. But we're not also going to judge somebody else for doing something different because that's just a standard. It's not a conviction. It's a standard. Different story. And um, that's that. So, so then you hold that a little bit more loose. Now, here's something you hold even more loosely or less tightly is your preferences. So you got convictions, you got standards, you got preferences. Preferences are things that make you comfortable, but even you could do without. As an example, I love coffee. I love it so much. I feel like every home should be filled with the aroma of coffee at all times. And I feel like uh, we should always have an endless supply of, of whatever kind we want. You know, So I've made sure at our house, we're stocked, man. We got, we got the grinders, we got the machines, we got the, the blends, all that stuff, because my preference is I love coffee. In addition to that, I like sour candy. I mean, it's my preference. And um, not lying, last night I went to a movie and had some sour candy. It was awesome. Um, in addition to that, I like beer. 
You know, I already said we've made a rule that there's no alcohol in our home, but we don't have a rule against having the occasional drink outside of our home. I like beer. It's a preference. Can I do without it? Yeah. Can I do without sour candy? Mm-hmm. Can I do without coffee? Yes. These are preferences. Same if you go, well, I like a certain tradition of worship style. That's a preference, right? Um, I like a certain version of the Bible that when we read it. Well, that's a preference. So we got to figure out, like, what's a conviction in our life? What's a standard? And what's a preference? So let me give you three quick pointers. If, if you feel like you're not sure about this, you don't really know where to draw the lines, or maybe you've been in this position where you've come on too strong in some area, or maybe even too wishy-washy in some area, and so people are kind of avoiding you, here's what you can do. Number one, clarify your convictions. Like, what is it that you feel like is absolutely essential in your life? In the New Testament book of Acts, this is the the account of the first church, which started in Jerusalem in the first century AD and has continued on uh, all around the world as God has multiplied the followers of Jesus and we've started new little churches. Ours happens to be called Westside Community Church. But there's lots and lots of churches, 350,000 churches just in America alone. You know, think about all around the world. The church started in Jerusalem, and it started out excited, but it came to this issue of what's a conviction, what's a standard, what's a preference, and they had to stop and clarify their convictions. In Acts chapter 15, verse 19, we find that the old guard, the Jews, the people who had come before, were demanding that everybody be circumcised, and so the new believers who weren't even of a Jewish tradition were like, what in the world are you talking about? And there was all of this conflict about it. And so it says in Acts 15, 19, it says, our judgment is that we should not make it difficult for the Gentiles or the non-Jews who are turning to God. They said, basically, there's really two things that matter. First of all, we need to live our lives in a way that pleases God. And secondly, we need to be very considerate of other people. And if you think about the words of Jesus, he said the same thing. In Matthew chapter 22, Jesus goes, Uh, What's the most important commandment? Well, one, love God, and two, love others. So really, they just kind of condensed all of the teaching of the Bible into two very simple things, love God, love people, and those were the convictions. You can see how that would simplify things. All of a sudden, people are like, oh, I could do that. You know, I don't have to memorize big lists of rules to be somebody who's connected to God. And maybe you're in a situation as you're, popping by this channel as you're stumbling across this podcast that you're like, well, I want a closer connection to my creator, but I'm afraid I don't fit in. I'm afraid I can't check all the boxes. I mean, the good news is it's pretty simple. Our convictions are Jesus goes, just love God and love other people. That's beautiful. And uh, it, it opens the door a lot wider. So clarify your convictions. If you're somebody who's wrestling through this, what are what are the things that you'd die for? It's probably a good way to say it. Second thing is, set your standards. Set your standards. Realize they're not for everybody, but they might be for you, and it's important for you, right? You can have standards that you hold to yourself that you don't hold everybody else to, but you can still take them seriously. Paul the Apostle said, I'm single, and I'm, and I'm glad. And he even said, I wish more people would be single, but I'm not going to force that on people. He said, I wish more people would be single because it frees them up to use all of those thoughts that often go into, you know, have I gotten the right color of flowers? You know, how it is if you're dating somebody, if you're married to somebody, man, we're thinking a lot about them. I'm married, been married for 27 years, and um, 
flower Friday is a big thing for me. I want to make sure I get my wife flowers and like bless her and, and spoil her. And, you know, so Paul's like, I'm single, but not everybody has to be single. You might say, well, I do it this way. That's my thing. You know, my wife and I might say, well, we don't have any alcohol in our home. That doesn't mean everybody has to live like that. It's our standard. Now, I'm not going to reject or judge somebody who does it differently. Um, so, you know, set your standards. Make room for others to behave differently. This can make our relationship so much easier, especially if we can communicate that to other people. That like, dude, it's cool if you do it different than me. This is just my thing, you know? Here's the third thing is don't push your preferences. Don't push your preferences. Whether this be coffee or uh, style of anything, you know, what is it that you like, your political things, your, you know, your favorite this or that. Don't push your preferences because that can very quickly become a barrier for other people, not only relationally for you to go, "Mm, I don't like, I don't agree, I don't want to be a part of that. But it could also, what if it was a barrier between them and their creator? Oh, Jesus gives big warnings about that. We've got to be careful not to push our preferences. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 9, 23, he says, I try to find common ground with everyone doing everything I can to save some. Paul was like, I want as many people as possible to come into contact with Jesus and therefore with their creator to have that fullness of life that we all want, that we all know is out there somewhere and that God's waiting to give to us once we connect with him through Jesus. But sometimes there's a lot of barriers in the way. So if you find yourself really struggling to connect with other people, or people are kind of running away from you, and you're just not sure what to believe and how how tightly to hold certain things, remember, convictions, standards, and preferences. I hope that's been helpful to you. And I want to ask you just to do two things this week. One is, would you subscribe and share this podcast? We always try to share things that are practical and helpful to your daily life and relationships and we'd love to have the help and secondly would you stop by a west side service sometime maybe even this weekend you can pop by online at westsidecommunitychurch.com or you can even stop into our campus in the portland oregon area right here on site for an in-person service we would love to see you soon